This episode of The Bryantland Show is brought to you by OnX Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryantland Show. Hosted by Proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bryant Land Show, man. September is rolling on. Deer season is in full effect. We got some low temperatures coming here in the next few days here in Georgia. So hopefully that'll get the big bucks, the big does on their feet. You got dove season is in full effect, early goose, early teal, still got squirrel hunting going on, man, uh, just a great time to be out in the woods, enjoying the woods, man, enjoying the outdoors in September, man. Football is back. We got football going on. We got college football, ACC, Big 12 already started. The SEC starting in a couple of weeks. The Big Ten say they're going to come back. They're going to get out there and make a go at it and play. So you got the NFL, man. I'm telling you, this September, as we putting the finishing touches on summer, actually in some places, summer probably already gone and ain't coming back. But between football, between deer season, dove, early teal, squirrel, goose, like all the stuff that is going on hunting-wise. Then you got the NBA playoffs because of the way that everything shaped out with this COVID hell that we in. You got baseball getting ready to do playoffs, hockey. Just a great time to be alive, man. If you a sportsman and a sports fan, get out, enjoy the outdoors, take advantage of all the sports that are coming on TV, man, college football coming back, NFL, all that good stuff. So I, I don't know about y'all, man, but it's, it's an exciting time of year right here in September. So, like I say, take advantage of all that that's going on. And don't forget wrestling. Wrestling's still going on, man. They never stopped. They never stopped. Both of the wrestling, uh, big wrestling promotions, going on and not some of the other promotions coming back. So, man, this telling you, September is a great time right now. So I just hope y'all out there enjoying it. As for the show today, I got a guest for y'all from New Jersey, Ro Watson. Also tagging along with him was his son, Ro Watson Jr. from Rose Mystic Sinew Bowls. All right? know this man makes bowls, handmade, you know, got that skill set. He's a Eastern Woodland native, and he takes advantage of that skill of making bowls handmade. So we're going to talk to him a little bit. And then if you check out his Instagram, which is the same as his company name, Rose Mystic Send You Bowls, he's got all kind of trick shots, man. I mean, these ain't the trick shots that you used to see in all the time on social media. Like, these are some really dope, off-the-wall, out-of-the-box kind of trick shots, man. So, excited to talk to Ro. Excited for September. 
So I'm going to go ahead, get out the way, fall on back, let y'all listen to my conversation with Ro Watson. Big round of applause. Give you give it up. What he said in uh in, in in coming America, you know, clap your hands. Big round of applause for Mr. Roe Watson here on the Brian Land show. Brian Land. You know, it's always just good to find out new things, learn things and break what you would think is you know, just general ideas about how things are done. I came across this fellow going through Instagram and saw some crazy trick shots. Needless to say, he makes his own bows from scratch, man. Ro Watson, welcome to the Bryantland Show. Thank you for taking the time, bro. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it for having me on the show. Give me the opportunity, you know, talk about what's going on with my product. I'm over here with my son. Say what's up. Hey, what's going on, Brian? Hey. So, Roe and Roe yeah, Jr. So, so yep, Roe yeah. and Roe Jr. here. Okay. That's what's up. So, Roe Mystic send you bows. And you kind of had to put me up on on that right before we started uh, like I said, you hand make all your bows and stuff, but talk to me about the sinew before we get into all of that because that's a term that I had never heard before. Okay, what sinew is is basically an tendon of an animal. So, you know, you got the deer or you got, you know, a human. We all got the Achilles tendon. So that gives us the jump. That gives the deer the spring. Like, the, you know, so a deer could jump. That's, that's what gives us, every, every animal, the jump, spring. Right. Also, you got something in your back, too. So it's like a rubber. It's collagen in the string, basically, and it's like a rubber. It's like a super rubber band. So since, like, you know, the beginning of time when people made bows, they put that on the back of the bow so the bow won't break, and it gives the bow more strength, like more kick, more bounce. It's like a super rubber band. So you glue that on the back of the bow, and then that's what happens. Different woods have different compression, and then the sinew stretches the back. And then also, after you go wood, then you go uh, sinew on the back of the bow and horn, animal horn, on the belly of the bow. And then that's a really strong bow because the, you got the horn with the compression and you got the sinew with the stretch, which is going to make, you know, a, a, a real good, strong bow. But just sinew with wood is a, is a I mean, as far as hunting, it, it'll pass through an animal. Easy. Wow. No. That's the thing about sinew is that it's uh it's very strong. It, it, as far as uh, tensile strength, mm-hmm. it has a stronger tensile strength than steel. As far as, like, if you had the same size strand, it would be stronger than steel. Man. So when start from the beginning with the process when you hand make your bows like what what's your what what's your process like you you know do you are you partial to a certain kind of wood are you partial to certain kind of materials like what what's your process when you start making your bows all right so first it starts from the tree i got to cut down the trees you just can't cut any tree i use mostly osage yew juniper or locust something like that those those uh, trees. I use a bunch of different ones, but those are my favorite. But you got to find the right tree. The grain guy, you know, you want the grain to be straight in the tree. You want the tips to line up with the handle. So I make sure that's going to happen. Then I, I usually try to find trees that are down that fit that, you know, fit that criteria. But sometimes I have to cut, try not to if I don't have to. Right. So it starts from the tree. Got to split the stave out. 
so when I split this, the basically you get a big long log, gotta split it, split it down, debark it, and start work getting into the wood, and then you take it down to one one uh one grain, basically one layer on the back of the bow, you know, make sure it's bending and so forth, start you know completing, start completing the bow. But it's a so it base basically the tree, cut down the tree, get to the stave, then I start shaping the bow, get the bow shaped. Then I got to process the sinew, which is basically break down the tendon into fine strands, glue that, glue that on the back of the bow, and let that sit for like six to seven, maybe more months. Oh, and wow. And then finish. Yeah, it's a, it's a long process. Wow. Yeah, because after cure, the sinew has to cure. But these are like lifetime bows. These ain't no bows that's going to, I mean, I'm not trying to look down on fiberglass bows at all. Right. Sometimes they will, you know, they could break and stuff like they like to break. These are, you know, these bones are more, you know, more, they should be more strong because it's not no fiberglass on it and it's got the sinew. So it's a, it's a uh, stronger bow, but a, a nice long, it's a long process. So basically that's it. You go from the tree to the stave, then you got to uh, bend the bow, uh, sinew the bow, let the bow sit, it has to cure, and then you can then you finish the bow as far as, you know, making the bow bend right and shooting the bow in and so forth. Now the scape when you say the scape, what what is what exactly is that? I'm sorry, repeat that? You said there's a scape you said you have to scave what um, I'm sorry, the stave. The stave is the stave is what you call after you have you cut the tree, you split it. You mm-hmm. split it into staves. And what and that's basically what it is is it's a uh Instead of having a board bow where it's a straight board and it's like that's how you're going to make the bow. A lot of people do that. They buy boards and they make the bow. It's uh, straight from the tree, but you got to split it. You know, you cut it and you split it and it's a long piece of wood straight from the log. And that's called the stave. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, like, with your wood and you know, getting the different types and stuff, do you just get it all right there in Jersey? Or, like, have you gotten, like, wood from, like, other states or other places or, like, has, like, somebody to ship you in some or you just keep it pretty much local? I actually uh, source all my wood. Uh, Some people pay for their wood. You know, I mean, either way, if you're paying for it, you're going to, you work to get the money and you have to buy it. I just do the work. So I basically get the chainsaw out cut the tree down, it's, it's a, you know, it's work. Either way, it's going to be work. Sure. You know what I mean? Somebody had to work to get that tree down. So I'd rather, instead of paying, I, I just put in the work. Right, right. And yeah, that... I don't, I, I go out there and source it, but I got, I got a spot, I got Osage, you know, the, the boat off, you get those down south a lot. I find those, I got a spot for those, I got a spot for yew trees, you know. My, back of my property is full of juniper, so it's just a matter of me cutting it down, seasoning it, and, uh, you know, doing the work. Now, is this a skill set that you picked up that's been passed down? Because I know, like, in reading your your uh, bio, it says you're an Eastern Woodland native. So, like, is this something that's been passed down? Is this something that you took a interest in as a kid? Like, how how did you acquire this skill? Man, look, I, I did it as a kid. So I, I used to make the little bowls as a kid. And mess around and shoot bows when I was a kid. Shot a lot of slingshots. I made slingshots too. It wasn't my grandfather shot bows. It wasn't passed down like uh, you know, as far as like a you know 
Like my family member passed it down. I feel like it was passed down when I started doing it, but, you know, that's on another level. But I feel like it was passed down, but it, it was something I got into. But I, I bought one bowl. For, actually, I was down south. I was down in the Cherokee. Was it south of North Carolina? Yeah, probably North Carolina, but yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there when, when he was on a family reunion, and I bought a little bowl. And the bowl was only like 25-pound bowl. And that was like after I was making them when I was little. So I was making them when I was little. And then I went to Cherokee, and I saw that ball. I was like, damn, I remember when I used to make the little bowls. But this was a, a real bowl. So like, I bought the bowl, whatever. It was only a couple, you know, 30 bucks or whatever. Cheap bowl. Didn't have no sinew or nothing like that. And I was shooting the bowl. And it was weak. It was fun, but it was weak. Mm-hmm. So I put the bowl up. Years went by. And then uh, me and my son had found some Osage logs to burn. I didn't know what wood it was. I looked. We looked up what wood it was, saw it was Osage, and looked it up and said it was good for making bowls. And then I tried to make a bow out of it, and then that was it. That was basically where it was. So, man, I I did a lot of uh, fishing, slingshot making, and stuff like that at the brook when I was little at the river, sitting there shooting a lot of – I can say this. I think I got a lot of my bow skills and stuff from slingshot. But mm. I did do bows, but more slingshots when I was little. Wow. And yeah, you, man. And you think that – you say you you feel and, like and that – my family is Cherokee on my mother's side, mm-hmm. and on my father's side is Cherokee and Blackfoot. Of course, a lot of you know a lot of black folks are native. They don't know it, you know what I mean. But right. most black folks are native. Man, but just to like you say, to feel like something in you is just like okay, you know, let me start doing this. Let me get in this, and then just kind of like feeling that connection through doing that, man, that's just got to be, like, awesome. Yeah, that's the, you know what, bro, to tell you the guys on the truth, man, that's the main thing that keeps me going with this. I feel like it's, it's something I don't know. I started doing it, and it just locked in, man, and then, you know, when I'm shooting, it's just, you know, I'm in the zone. You know, I feel like I, I'm meant to do it. I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I'm just... I you know I was a salesman for a long time. I sold uh I sold mortgages for a long for like you know eleven years. I sold mortgages, and then I sold insurance. I sold a lot of different products. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm selling stuff that uh sometimes I don't believe in. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And they got you doing stuff I don't want. You sometimes I didn't want to do, but I'm trying to pay the bills. So it was this came along and the right opportunity. I, I just jumped on it. Man, but let me go back. I want to go back to what you were saying about, like, you know, shooting slingshots and stuff and taking that and going into shooting bows and stuff. And you said you feel like shooting slingshots kind of help you become a better bow shot? Yeah, because I don't, when I shoot, I don't use my eye. I shoot instinctive. So with a slingshot, you kind of get used to it just looking at the target and shooting like basketball or like baseball, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of don't aim, you kind of just do it. Right. So I, from a slingshot perspective, that's how I always shot. So I used to put bottles on the other side of the river, be fishing, have my bobbers, my, my, my fishing, you know, my bobber in the water, and I would just have bottles on the other side of the river and just be shoot, shooting at the bottles, waiting for my bobber to move. So after doing that for so many years, you know, my hand and eye got good. So then when I shoot my bow, or when I shot my bow when I was young, I always shot it like a slingshot. That's why I hold it in the 
I hold my yeah. bow that, you, different. Yeah, that makes sense now because, like, if you look like it's your like the videos and stuff that you're doing, I can see that. Okay, yep, I can see it. Like just from the way, like you say, how you hold your bow from your draw and everything, I I can see that. Yeah, it's more of a push pull than a draw. Mm. I do a push pull. Fred Bear did a push pull. I do basically the same thing. I don't really draw. I don't stick the bow out and pull back. I'm push pulling fast draw. And do you, so like doing it, well, let me start because like I know shooting a, a, a trad bow, a traditional bow is completely different from shooting a compound. So when you say, when you're doing like the push pull and stuff, do you, is that like, Better accuracy, better handle, like as far as like controlling the bow or, or what? To me, it's uh, quicker. It's, it's faster because let's say if you're hunting, like you know how, all right, so with a compound bow, they they have the, I guess they pull it back and then they wait until the animal is in the sight and then they release. Right. Because you can kind of hold it like that. Right. With Bows, more of a, and also traditional, also like, you know, trad bows. If you shoot like that, you have the chance of the animal hearing the draw. Mm, okay. So they hear it go, they'll hear the owl suck back and they'll look and see. A lot of times they'll run off. You'll miss the shot. Yep. So what I do is a faster draw so I can get the release off faster so I can hit the animal faster or I can hit the target faster or whatever, I'm, you know, trick shot faster. Whatever it is, it's just a faster motion of the of the draw instead of a such a slow motion. Because I like to shoot uh, sometimes multiple arrows and stuff like that. Maybe one, you know, one two after another. Work on speed and stuff. Speed mixed with accuracy is what I work on too. So, man, the thing about the pull helps it. The thing about trad bows, though, that I've always respected is like that draw weight like with a compound you know we have like the lead off or whatever like i i love shooting my compound bow uh love hunting with my uh with my compound bow but you know you get a 60 65 70 pound draw weight and then you know, you got like 80, 85% let off. By the time you get back, you really only pulling about 15 pounds. If you got 60 pounds of draw on a trad bow, you are pulling all 60 of those pounds. Like, and that, that's yeah. one of the things that I respect about it. But so having said that, what do you set your your draw weight at, and then how do you how do you do that? Because like, do you do it like on a press, or you know, like they do on a compound? Is that something that's just instinctive? So, like I said, two questions. Like one, what what how much weight do you pull, and then two, how you set it? I'm pulling anywhere from seventy to about thirty five on my little bows, or on some of my little trick bows. If I'm curving and stuff like that, it'll probably be like thirty five, forty pounds. But then on, like, the long shots, I'm up there, like, most of the time, 50, some 70 wow. pounds. But what I do is, so when I when I make the bow, I take a wood away, but not a lot. I take it enough, so I got, like, a, I got like a pound tester. Mm -hmm. So it, it tests the poundage of the bow when I pull it to a certain uh, length. 
So when I pull it down to a certain length, I probably start off as like something retarded, like, you know, who knows, like 90 pounds. But then I slowly take off wood until that poundage goes down to where it's desired. So if I want, if you told me you wanted a 50-pound bow, I would probably start it off at like, you know, 70, and I would slowly take wood off the belly of the bow until it bent, and then it was at 50 pounds or whatever. But after, you know, when you're pulling these bows, you get like a muscle memory or something. It's something that's, I don't know. Yeah. You get used to I don't use anything on my finger, my hands. I don't use any, uh, what do you call them, tabs or anything like that. Or, I just got used to it. It's just like, I don't know. After just testing so many bows and pulling so many bows, I just got used to it. Yeah, like the glove so, or the, the so, brace or the glove. Yeah, I don't, I don't wear anything. I, don't, I see a lot of guys wearing, you know, they wear a glove and they wear a lot of different stuff. I don't know. Me and my son, I just, I, you know what? At one point I did when I first started, I was, but then I, I don't know what happened. I guess it's maybe the way I draw. Maybe I formed a callus. And like you, but like know. you said, the muscle memory too. Once you, once you get used to doing it and doing it over and over again, it it becomes second nature. And so, yeah, that, that's, I'm pulling some weight. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't recognize how much weight I'm pulling, and I just, I think it's funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's bananas. Like I, I've shot a couple of trebles when I first got into it, but. You know, like I said, I love the uh, compound. I like, you know, the let off and everything it makes it easier. I love shooting with the sights and stuff. Like, And the thing about a compound, when you, you know, get caught up in everyday life and working and you can't shoot it as much, usually you can pick back up a couple of shots, you right as rain. Man, Trabo, you have to keep at that thing because if you don't, if you put it down for a little while, and you come back, it's almost like starting from scratch, like starting from square one. Yeah, man. It, I, you know, it is something like, you know, you, you got to keep, you got to stay on. I will pause my trick shot. I got to, uh, like, if I, like, I'll go from different, you know, I'll go from curving to, like, small, little small target, and then, like, long shot or whatever. And I got to keep, you know, freshening up on all aspects or else it will rust. Yeah, like anything else, you know what I mean? Like anything else. Right. Yep. Because you don't have it's all it's all instinct, so it's not like it's not like so, you know, not to try to say anything about compounds, but you got sights, you got little things on there that you can just go back to and get your you know, be, be right back in there. But with a trad bow or like a primitive bow, you got your you know, your brain, like your all your instincts gotta be in tune. Like you know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. No, I I, so I totally not, get if it. If you don't do it for a while, it could, your instincts can kinda rust. You know what I mean? Just like anything else. Yeah, no, I totally get it. That's why like I make I make no bones about it, you know, people that can shoot trad bows and stuff, my hats is off to y'all because it it truly is a skill and instinct. I'm the type of person I like stuff to be less complicated and easy as possible. So that's why I shoot. A, <laughs> that's why I shoot a compound. I love it. I enjoy it. I have just as much as fun. But I also recognize that you know it's a completely different skill set uh, from shooting one to the other. So no, man, my my hats off to to folks that can that can pull that off and pull it off constantly, which brings me to these trick shots. Dude, 
like where you come up with this stuff, man? I've seen some of the stuff where you got you shooting through like cylinders and stuff. You got a moving cylinder and you time it just right and it go right through. I see you pulling it over your head and pulling back and spinning around and arrows going up in the air and then you taking another arrow and knocking it down with with an arrow and stuff. Bro, like how you come up with these shots? Like, how did all that start? You know what it is, man? All I think it comes from, I used to, you know, of course, you may see, I used to skateboard. So, skateboarding is one of those things where you just try to create, well, at least when I was into it, you could uh, create and try to make up something that nobody did before. Right. And, and, it, and it was created. So, that's what I like about bows, the trick shot part, because I could just create. There's a lot of stuff that hasn't been done. So, man, I just kind of sit around. I know what I know my skill set, and I'm sitting there. I'm thinking like, wow! I think of a shot, and I'm like, wow! You know, I wonder if I could get that. I think I could get it, and then it's a battle, and then it's a war because I know <laughs> I can get it, but then I won't make it. But then I know I could get it, so then I'm like battling myself. You know what I mean? I'm at war trying to because I I got it in my mind. I know I got the skill set to do it. I should be able to do it. So I just it's like a it's like a game. Just like a skateboard, how someone will try to land a trick, and they, they keep trying to land the trick, and then they finally land the trick, and you look like, damn, how do you do that? And it's the same thing. I try to, you know, push it, man. I, you know, I just keep pushing. But it, these uh, the tricks aren't easy. I don't do them my like first try. Mm-hmm. I'll learn them. And after I learn them, I can keep doing them. i learn to get them more consistent. You know what I mean? Then I'll step it up, more, I'll step it up again. Right. Add to it. That you know what I mean, right? Yeah, but I pick them up. I just, I just think of what I could do with my skill set. I know I can hit something real small. I know I can curve it. I know I can. So I'm like, okay, what can I, what can I do next? You'd be, you'd be surprised what the imagination would come up with, man. Well, I, I can see it, man. And I, I, you know, urge folks to go to your YouTube and check it out. Go to your, to your Instagram, Instagram. and I'm, yeah, the Instagram. And check it out, cause man, like, like I seen the one, I, it, I seen the one where, like, it's almost like a tire, but I think it was just like a, a some kind of circle, and it's like okay, you pull it back, and it's swinging, and then as it's swinging, it's like you time it just right, and the arrow go right through it. I saw the one where you was on the skateboard, and I'm like, how's this dude skateboarding? Not on a flat surface, and then still pulling back a, a trad bow, which is all muscle, no let off, and then still hit the trick shot. Like I got lost. I, I all jokes aside, like I got lost in your Instagram for almost like an hour, just going through looking at them videos and stuff. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, yo, how? And I'm usually not one that's big on like. The trick shots and stuff, because I feel like when you see these videos, a lot of times it's like the same video. It's like, okay, the guy throws up a balloon and he shoots the water balloon and then he takes the camera and slows it down. So you see the water coming out of it. It's just like, okay, it's like, how many times can you do that? Or the guy that like pulls it from behind his neck and then shoot something and then turn around and mugging for the camera. It's like, okay, I've seen that a few times. I personally couldn't do it, but I've seen it. So, like, it was refreshing to go somewhere 
And like I said, I came across your page and just looking and seeing all these different shots. And then me being the person I am, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, how is he pulling this off? What like why is that camera right there? Who is shooting this? Like he like I'm asking all these questions because like I said, it's just so dope. Yeah, man, I, I really try to do just like you said. I try to do what I haven't seen. That's my main goal. Like, what can I do that I, I've, I've seen a lot of a lot of the same stuff too? You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I, I you know you know I'm getting the hate from I'm getting the hate from one of the guys that you brought up. I'm not gonna say his name, but it rhymes it rhymes with Rocket, and um, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. And um, he was hating on me a little bit, you know. And and I was feeling the same way. He was doing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go that route. I want to try to do something different. Like, I want to come into this and add to it instead of just trying to just do the same thing. And, you know, I don't want to get racial or nothing like that. But it's not too many. I ain't seen like, too many black dudes doing it. So I said, if I'm going to do it and be black, I'm going to have to be correct. Yeah, you got to be you. Gotta be you. I got to be right. I got to do it. And I, and I, and I, you know, I got to make sure my shot is real and I got to make sure I can repeat it because I know they don't want me to repeat it. And I got to, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to do me. So right. that's what I try to do. I try to really do something stuff that hasn't been done, but still stay me and do archery, man. I, I don't, like I was telling my son, not really too many other ones doing it like this. Let's try to do it and, and, and make it, that we can make, Archery cool in the hood, that would be cool. You right. know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Man, cause like, dude, you jumping over a freaking tire, bro. <laughs> that, was, that was my son. <laughs> oh, that's Junior? Yeah, that's Junior doing that 360 tire jump. Man, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is bananas. Like, dude, like, man, y'all gotta go. I went crazy. Y'all got to go. Make sure y'all go and check this dude's Instagram out, man. Rose Mystic send you bowls on Instagram, man. All one word. Like, you got to go and check some of this stuff out. Like, some of this is bananas. Like, the lean, like, you threw. Now, I've seen where dudes have thrown, like, had somebody hold the cylinder. Like I say, let it go. Almost like shooting an arrow through the tire. Like, I've seen that. But you, like, took it, threw it up in the air. Then pull the bowl like over your neck and shot through it. Like this is bananas. This yeah, see yeah, yeah, man. I, I ain't seen I think that's that's what I ain't seen nobody do. I said, you know man. what? Let me put this up. Nobody do it. Let me see let me see what what they'll say. I feel Instagram is holding it back a little bit, so I got like a company right now where they contacted me to, to uh, try to get some of the content out there more. You know, I'm looking for like maybe uh sponsors or maybe uh some you know doing some movie deals, not the whole movie, but you know some shots in the movie stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, trying to you know get out there on Instagram, and they're kind of holding it back a little bit. So I'm gonna have to you know go to other platforms. I haven't really touched any other platforms yet besides Instagram, but I got a little YouTube. Really haven't put much content up on it, but yeah, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get out there doing stuff like that. Bro, you With like y'all out here doing like stuff from. Like combined like samurai moves and stuff like this the stump where you jump and then do the three sixty and then shoot the net out the little hole. Yeah, like 
<laughs> so then, Thanks, let me, man. Appreciate let me, that. I appreciate it. I was, man, I, when I did that, I was like, man, I, I wonder if somebody from, like, Hunger Games would see this and let me uh, get a clip in there. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> right. Like you, like you could, all, like there's got to be a way that you could be like a stunt double or something, like for these yeah, folks. That, I was, I was yeah, games doing quick stunt, just change the face, or maybe they get a new black character or something. Let me play a double. Man, so then let me ask you this, now, because I know you deer hunt, you know you fish. Is there? Now, ever- here's, the thing. Here's, the, here's the thing. I don't deer hunt, right? My uncle, I, I, I tried to call him to see if I could get him on. My uncle Rock is a crazy. He moved from Jersey down south, so he's down South Carolina now. Okay. When he moved down. There, he don't won the turkey call contest. He shoot a deer, bruh. He not with a bow though, with a gun. He shoot a deer. I forget how many yards this deer was on on family property. He don't hit this deer, bruh. My uncle is the hunter. I well, he hunt deer. I want to shoot fish and turkey. But I ain't done it yet. I, but, I ain't done it yet, though. No. Okay, so then right I here. This, I hit a rabbit that was getting in my garden. No, I, I don't tell nobody. I hit the rabbit. <laughs> he was in my green, bro. The rabbit went down. Don't, so this don't. is this the thing. This is what I want to see there. I want to see if you can challenge yourself with everything that hunting deer is. You know, the silence and, you know, trying to hit them. Without making a whole bunch of motion and spooking them, if you can pull off any one of those shots and still kill a deer, like we're behind the back or over the neck or whatever, I know it can't be nothing too crazy because, like I said, you don't want to spook them. But deer, turkey, whatever, like I want to, that that's what I want to see. Yo, that would be crazy. I didn't even think about nothing like that. That would be retarded. <laughs> that's right? what. That, that that's what I want to see. I think the whole hunting and archery world would be pissed off if I shot a, a turkey behind the back. They'd be like, uh-uh. They'd be like, that's too much now. Well, here's the, already th- here's the thing about the that. As long as it ain't illegal and <laughs> as long as, you know, you killing, you know, the turkey within season and stuff like that, the beautiful thing about this, man, is you bring your own flavor. You do things your own way. Like, it, it's almost like anything. It's almost like anything else. Like, so what? They mad? They gonna be mad? You still gonna you eat? Imagine? You gonna eat a good turkey? And you did a dope ass shot with it? Who cares? Can you imagine that? They be like, first they slam, first from playing basketball, they start slamming dunking the ball. <laughs> now they want to come and start shooting turkeys behind the back. What in the hell is going on? Now? Man, I'm just saying. I, it would, <laughs> it would be dope. I'd be all about it. I'd be all about it. So, I... Bruh, to tell you the truth, see, look, the, the deer around here, maybe it's because I'm not hunting them. I'm right next to them. I'm like, man, if I had my bow, it would, I don't think I would shoot that deer because it would be too easy. Now, there was one point in time I wanted to see if I can get close to this turkey that I kept hearing gobbling down in the woods by my house. Every time I tried to hunt this turkey, he would he would leave. I don't know how he smelt me. I was trying to follow the wind right. But then, it's a turkey right on my property. He's right there. I could sneak up on him and just hit him. So if I did it, which would be better? Would it be better if I snuck up on him or the turkey that's just right there? I mean, 
long as it's in season, turkey, turkey is turkey. Now, I will say, for the most part, it is widely considered that if you can kill a turkey with the bow, with a bow, that's a hell of an accomplishment. I mean, even me, like the bow hunting and stuff that I've done, that is the the thing that I'm most proud of. Like I said, granted, it was with a compound bow, but the thing that I'm most proud of is being able to kill a turkey with a bow because it is so hard. And because, you know, not so much they smell you or whatever, because, shoot, if turkeys could smell like a deer, they would never get killed. But the fact that they key in on movement and can see just about every move you make to be able to draw back a bow on a turkey and make a great shot, man, that that right there, you've done it all. You, you've done something. So. See, I can easily hit a deer. I know I can get the deer, but I don't eat deer. My uncle and my family eat the deer, but they down south. I don't have to ship it or something. But I just want to send you the uh, the uh, the antlers and the skin. That's what I want from the deer. I don't really. I just. <laughs> I, but the, for the turkey, for the turkey, I'm gonna eat a turkey. Man, that's what wow. I heard it's a little gamey, but I heard I can smoke it and it's good. If you if you know how to any game meat, if you know how to prepare it. All that, oh, it's too gamey, it's too gamey, that goes out the window. But wild wild turkey is is nothing like it. I did one last year. I smoked it, but, like, I seasoned it, let it sit for, like, a day and a half, put, um, injected with some Creole Cajun butter, and by the time time we took it out to smoke, I think it smoked it for maybe, like, Don't get me the line. I want to say like four hours, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer. But you, once you slice it, like you can just see like the juice just falling off of it. It 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 all tastes like butterball and none of them turkeys that you get from out the store, or whatever. Like it, it it was on point. So I always tell people when they like, oh well, I don't eat this because it tastes too gamey or it gamey. What it's all about how you prepare. If you take the time and prepare it right. <laughs> Man, you can make you can make it taste good. So, yeah, I, yeah that, you know, wild fish and stuff. I, that's my thing, fish. So I go to the, you know, I go straight to the ocean, right? You know, and go get me some uh, sea bass or whatever. Right. I'm gonna fry those right up. You know what I mean? But I never, I wanted to try the turkey. Now my family, of course, my uncle Rock, I told you that went down south. He eats squirrel, raccoon, he eat all of that. Yeah, see the, the squirrel. Yeah. I would try squirrel. Raccoon, it's been a, it's been kind of like a running joke for the last year or so doing this show. Like I've had people on, and you'd be surprised at how many people tell me they can make raccoon taste like uh, pulled pork, or they can make you know raccoon taste good on with a side of sweet potatoes. And I just I can't see it. I refuse to try it. I still haven't tried it. Uh, but like literally. I've interviewed probably like five, six people that are like, oh, man, I can make raccoon. I make the best raccoon you ever had. Mm, okay. Nah, we good. <laughs> we we yeah, straight. My uncle, my uncle said my favorite, my favorite meat squirrel me. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. Keep me with deer, deer hogs, turkeys, fish. Like, that's ducks, yeah. geese. That, that's where I'm at with yeah, mine, see, that's man. Thing. I think I think I... I think I would I would mess with a duck, a rabbit, a geese. I think I would I would try that too. Yeah, 
See, that's that. Now that now we talking about some good, some good eating, but like squirrel and possum and cool and all that stuff. Like, nah, I'm nah. I'm I'm straight on all that, man. So, no. man, Ro, I appreciate you coming through, man. Like I said, doing this before I get you out of here, bro. Like, tell people where they can go see these amazing videos. How can they buy one of these custom handmade bowls, man? Tell the people where they can find you. Well, right now, I'm only on Instagram at the at the moment. I got a Twitter page up. I'm not already on it. And I got a YouTube page up. not really on it. going to work on it soon. But the Instagram is where I'm mainly at. DM me if you wanted a bowl. I, the bowls run from, like, 400 and up, all handmade. I give a lifetime guarantee on the bowls, so it's not no BS. It's a one-time buy. I try to stand by that. I don't want, you know, not to, uh, how can I say this? I'm a, I'm a U.S. strong, I'm a USA strong, old-school kind of guy, so I like to make things with my name behind it I can stand behind. So you get a bowl from Row, you getting a bowl from Row. I'm going to stand, you know, I'll stand behind that product. But, yeah, man, check me on Instagram, DM me. I appreciate, Brian, uh, the, the show for putting me on, me and my son. Yep, I really appreciate that opportunity and the experience, man. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate y'all coming through, man. And the Instagram is Rose Mystic Send You Bowls. Mo- Rose yep, so- Mystic yep. Send You Bowls. Boy, that's- R-O-W-S Mystic S-I-N-E-W Bowls. Man, so y'all make sure y'all go check, check him out. Check out his bowls. Check out... These videos and stuff, man. I'm gonna keep watching for some more videos, bro, and we'll get you back on here soon. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one, Brian. All right, y'all take it easy. Brianland. Once again, man, I want to say thank you to Ro Watson, Ro Watson Jr. Both of them coming through, blessing us here on the Brianland show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, man. Ro, that. He's coming up with some with some creative trick shots, making handmade bowls. So, man, hopefully, like I say, y'all enjoy that conversation and we'll go and check him out. Before I get ready to get up on out of here, because it's that time, I'm going to share with you a few things. Biggest thing, number one, Bryantlandcountry.com, the website. One-stop shopping for everything Bryantland. Bryantlandcountry.com. We got merch. Like I said, the temperatures starting to get a little cooler, especially here in Georgia. Go ahead, pick you up a sweatshirt. Go ahead, pick you up a beanie. You know what I'm saying? Long sleeve t-shirt. We got a, we got merch, bryantlandcountry.com. We got videos that we put out in the past on the website. We got past podcasts on the website, man. So one-stop shopping, everything Bryantland that you need at our website bryantlandcountry.com want to take the time to say thank you to the folks that are out here supporting bryantland onyx hunt the mapping technology know where you stand make sure you're taking advantage download the onyx hunt map application also have one for off-roaders make sure you're taking advantage of that also want to send a big shout out to the folks at Traeger Grills, man. Join the Traeger Nation. We are a Traeger ambassador here at Bryantland. Join the Traeger Nation. Get some Traeger smoke going. Flip that grill open. 
put some of that game meat on there that you guys got when you're out there killing them deer. And like I said, them squirrels and the the geese, doves, all that stuff. Make sure you take advantage, put it on the Traeger Grill. Thank you to everyone that supports Bryant Land, whether it be with a comment, whether it be with a five-star rating, with Apple, however you supporting the brand, we say thank you, we appreciate you, and make sure you guys come back here next week for another episode of The Bryant Land Show.